Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my websites, recoveryradiokmp3.com and sarcasticbigbook.com. As always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. I am glad for that. I have no desire to drink today. So many show ideas I have here from you and things I want to talk about, things that come up. Somebody did suggest that I do a show that's kind of like my story. going to do that how you deal with people who relapse how you deal with those emotions people who relapse and pass on touched upon these things treatment the treatment world touched upon those things I have a lot of experience in the treatment world Relationships. Never really done a uh, a show about that, and um, it's really important stuff. Has been for me. Um, but today, um, I just wanted to say all that to let you know that I am. I do have these things on my. Agenda to do. Um, haven't forgotten those and more. Somebody asked me one time, pretty recently, don't you, don't, how do you come up with ideas for podcasts? And I've, you know, haven't you run out? Or I'm sitting here thinking, you know, to me, there's literally, literally an infinite amount of of things to talk about and more importantly there's uh, an array of things that are worthy of repeating 
again and again and again and again and again. And sometimes it seems like there's just a bunch of a bunch of stuff to know and learn and remember and you know, of course in some ways there are but the longer I've gotten the longer I've been sober um, the less there is to focus on because it's it gets simpler and simpler over time for me it does whittle itself down to is this selfish or not and when I was new I didn't I couldn't answer that question very often because I didn't really understand what was selfish and what wasn't I really had a very warped skewed self-centered reaction and view point um, concerning the world and everyone in it and so if you would ask me when I was new well, well, are you being selfish that looked very different than it does today when I was a year sober I thought flipping off my you know I mean I've shared about it. It's just a funny memory that I have now. When I was, you know, sober for a while and just furious, furious that the the boss I had at that time had asked me to work ten minutes past my hours, and I had nothing to do. I had no where to be. Ten minutes was not going to impact anything. And I was furious. And at the time, I didn't... I wasn't capable of seeing that as me being selfish. I was just being wronged. Now, at the time, I was like... You t this, this is the state of mind I was in. I'm going to tell you what I was thinking then. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about it now. At the time, I was thinking, how dare you? I only work until 6 p.m. How dare you ask me to help you for 10 extra minutes? Who do you think you are? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous to me today. But at the time, that was a very real thought process. And I remember taking the company car and driving it furiously over speed bumps, deliberately trying to injure the car and make a big scene. I was just so unjustly treated. I mean, maybe you relate to that, and maybe you don't. But that's where I was at when I got sober. And I was sober for a month if not even a couple of years, somewhere in early sobriety that happened. That's where I was at. Today, I think, I don't relate to that. Today, I, I think, you know, my boss asks me to work 10 minutes late. I don't, it doesn't cross my, I just, okay. I mean, of course, I'm here to help. I actually want to help. 
it's possible for me to help, I'm, I want to do it. There's no internal dialogue saying, um, why are you asking me to do this? And this is one sliver of an example of how I could not have answered um, such a simple question for a long time. At, the, at that time in my sobriety, it was, I got to call my sponsor, I got to write, I got to pray, I got to get on my knees, I got to do this, I got to do that. There's all this stuff. But the plot itself was kind of, was completely missed. I mean, the reason I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to write and I got to pray and I got to go to meetings and I got to call my sponsor is so that I could be helpful and present for people around me. So it's just interesting looking back and thinking I was doing all those things, but the plot itself had completely escaped me. For a variety of reasons. One of the reasons was I didn't have the understanding of the big book I have now. I don't know if I could have understood it at that time. On top of the fact that it was not explained to me the way it would be later. I was developmentally where I was at. I mean, I started drinking and using drugs when I was pretty young. So, you know, in terms of emotional maturity, I was probably 11 when I was 20. 25. Probably like 12. I mean, it was just, there was a lot of things at play. Go on and on and on and on and on. But as time has gone on, it's gotten simpler and simpler. And I think the sooner that it can get simple, the better. There's no reason to complicate it and make it fussy. It's so bizarre, the less mental work I put into this, the better it works. And I believe that's true with everyone I observe. The more rules and details and this, the more dog paddling there is, in a way, mentally. And I don't think this can be talked about often enough because where I'm going with this is I really have come to understand that after all this time, after all this practice, after all this, after all these meetings and all this prayer and all these experiences, it does come down to is it selfish or not? I don't think I could be being selfish and be doing God's will at the same time. I don't. I haven't talked about it in a long time, but what comes to mind is I feel like life is like a it's, it's like a song that's being played and like life will play a note and then it's my turn to play a note in response to that note. And then life will play a note right back and we create a song and I could t make a terrible song out of anything you know life can play a note like you're healthy everyone in your life is okay you live where you want to live 
and I could play the note, it's not enough. And the universe is like, well, here's somebody you can help. You're continuing to be healthy. Everybody in your life is, you know, this. You do what you want to do, and I could play the note. It's not fair, though. They gave me a venti or whatever. Or, conversely, life can play a note that's very uncomfortable and very uncertain, scary, and I think about what happened with the stroke that I had, you know, that was a scary thing to occur, terrifying, and I could have played I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to play the role of a victim. I'm not going to follow doctor's orders. I'm going to make people around me even more worried about me. I mean, you know, I could play all kinds of notes in response to that note. Or I could say, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to get healthier than I've ever been, which is what I did. And there's all kinds of Examples. But I'm very much an active participant in what happens in my life. And my attitude, and my thoughts and expressions and, you know, the notes that I play in response to the notes being played are, to say they're significant is an understatement. They're, they're, they're designing my life. You don't have to agree with any of this. That's just how I feel about it. And it all does just continuously come back to, is it selfish or not? That's the plot. Get out of self. Can't talk about that too many times. There's no topic I would ever talk about on here that would be coming from a different angle. It's all just a bunch of windows into the same house. Let's look at it through this window. Let's look at it through that window. Now I'm going to talk about it through this window, but it's all the same thing. It was such a relief to learn that fear means that I am into self. Resentment means I am into self. If I'm complaining and not taking unselfish constructive action of some kind, making some kind of effort to go towards a solution, I'm into self. I can't remind myself of these things too often. I'll have a conversation. It's just incredible. I'll know it all the way through me. Get out of self. That's the answer. And, you know, five minutes later, I'll need to hear it again. If I'm looking down on you, I'm into self. If I'm judging you, I'm into self. If I'm beating myself up from yesterday, I'm kicking myself. If I'm self, I mean, it goes on and on and on. So as time has gone on for me, It's gotten simpler because that's kind of the only thing. You know, I'm always thinking of 
always trying to think of simple ways to articulate this in ways that everybody could understand. Something I learned in college. This brilliant professor said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you, you, don't, you can't explain it. Dumb it down. Dumb it down. Dumb it down. He could talk about anything. He was blowing my mind, but he said, explain it to a child. Otherwise, you are missing it. Just now, I was thinking, when I first got sober in early sobriety, I was I was like, if I was playing a video game, I don't know why I keep bringing up video games lately. I don't even play video games. But I used to when I was a kid. But anyways, like when I first got sober, it was like I had like, you know, three rifles and two these, and I had all these different controls going on, just all this stuff to pay attention to. And now, the longer I've been sober, I have like one weapon. It's selfish enough. But I got to get unblocked. I got to stay unblocked as best I can. Otherwise, this is just a bunch of words. So I got to keep cleaning house as best I can do. Is it selfish or not? I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three and the Black Rhinos. And I want to say hello to the Canadians. Hi, Chelsea. I want to give a special shout out today to Alex the Girl. Got to spend some time together yesterday. And uh, with her six-month-old angel. It's amazing. I love you very much. And uh, I'm not even going to make any modeling jokes. You know why? Because modeling's not a joke. It's a very real thing. And if you're a popular male model like I am, you know it's a very, very, very real thing. With its own challenges. So I don't feel like joking about it today. All right, that's it. <laughs> if anybody needs to hear it, everything's okay. Now, I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. <laughs>